Hello there, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of Tap Calf Transmissions, the only Star Wars podcast that the hosts don't know the episode number of. I am your host, Corey. Joining me is your other host, Big J. Justin, how are you doing? Are you really liking the Big J nickname I've given you the last two weeks? Yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's good for the ego. It's, I feel I feel big. I feel powerful. We got feel some like emails. Pop out my in. pop filter. We got some emails sent in where uh, people were asking questions to Corey and Big J. So mm. uh, I think it's time to rebrand your channel. I think uh, I think we've hit yeah. that point. Maybe that'll be the X channel, the the, the fourth one. It'd just be Big J. <laughs> Big J explains. Yeah, Big J explains. The one that I've been putting my hockey stuff on. I'll just call that Big J. Oh, is that what you've been? Where you've been putting it? I saw you had one on uh, on the main channel, and I didn't I didn't see the rest. No, it was so not. Was... It wasn't on the main channel. It wasn't on the main channel. I thought there was one video that you did put on the main channel, but whatever, that's fine. No, no, no. I might have community shared it, but no. Right, well, Unless I accidentally uploaded something. <laughs> maybe I. Maybe I'm just uh, bad at reading. Then, I mean, it's the Definitely. Doge everywhere. So, yeah, ex exactly. It's this. It's almost the same logo. So. All right. Well, tonight's episode is going to be dedicated to Kenobi episodes three and four. Uh, we'll also have a few questions towards the end. We got a lot of emails in the last week or so uh, after Heroes Trial. So, any other news we want to get into before we talk about Kenobi? Because uh, we're we're past the the hype of celebration. So, mm. I don't know if we mentioned, but I believe the Bad Batch got a full release. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, well, release date. It, release date. Sorry, yeah, I think it's September. Um, is I think that's pretty much it, though, right? Have we missed anything else? I don't think so. I think it's been a, a pretty quiet week, not surprisingly, because. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we've already got Kenobi running, and we just had Celebration, so it's not really time for any new announcements. Hopefully, we'll start getting yeah. some video game news in the next couple months, but uh, nothing right now. Yeah, the next thing is, like, D23, um, yeah. and they announced that they'll be showing... Like, they were pretty... They weren't clear with what they were announcing. They said they'll be showing movies and films from Marvel, Lucasfilm, and others, so, like, mm -hmm. they could show one show from Lucasfilm and nine Marvel movies. Yeah, maybe um, another or, Bad Batch trailer or something, but... Yeah, yeah, because there is another Bad Batch trailer we didn't get to see. Um, yeah. They showed at Celebration. Uh, I'm hoping they unload some of those Celebration trailers, especially the Mando one. Seemed yeah. really interesting, um, but I kind of don't think they will. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be surprised if the exact versions of the Celebration stuff is put out anywhere. Because they, they've done that before where it just... It was never seen again until the actual mm -hmm. show came out. So yeah, exactly. That I'd expect that more, but mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. So before we uh, before we continue on into the show itself, though, next week we should still be able to do the show as normal. Uh, there is a chance, though, that I won't be able to stream or record. So uh, I'll say so on Twitter beforehand, and I'll probably message you. Uh, as well mm -hmm. so you don't just like show up and have no no one to talk to it's uh, probably fair because i will be away i'm going to be staying at my sister's place for a week so i if i do get to do it then there's there's a chance that i'll be the one with young children coming to interrupt us i was gonna say you're gonna be on babysitting duty that'll be fun <laughs> yeah i do have two dogs in here tonight I usually only have one so there's a chance that uh there's a chance that we might get some extra kind of uh, participation in this episode. Remy, you want to clap? Yeah, we usually we get the Murphy can pretty often, but we I don't think Remy's made an appearance on the podcast before. You see her? <laughs> she looks so scared. 
She looks so fat, man. <laughs> gotta lose some weight, Remy. <laughs> Sorry. She does though. It's bad. No, she's part corgi. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna fat shame her. It's it's in her genetic. She's part corgi. Just don't fat shame anyone. How about the that? That's not concerned. I, you see, I do it out of like a like a concern for her health, though. If anything, that's what they all say, though. Yeah, yeah. That's then they're just mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, do you want to get into any Kenobi thoughts that you had, or should we wrap up there for the week? Yeah, let's call it there. Uh, so, yeah, back next week. <laughs> Did we actually say what we're doing next week? Did so you mention it, or just next week we are going to be talking about Agents of Chaos Book Two, the mm-hmm. second of the two book duology, which has. Not just one, but two books by James Lucino in it. Uh, so we'll be wrapping up both of those books of the two-book series, Agents of Chaos. And I think after that, it'll be the Kenobi finale, so episodes five and six of Kenobi. And from there, we should be moving into Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher. Finally, the uh, the Lando and Luke adventure we've all been we've all been mm-hmm. waiting for. Uh, yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the embargo on that was moved up. Yeah, so. the embargo for reviews sure the... got changed to 16th, but the release date is still the 28th. Okay, so yeah, I think it's, it's 28th really, or 26th. Can't really have a book club until everyone's read it. So. Yeah, uh, so that that works out pretty well on timing because we'd be doing the uh, the podcast on that on the 30th. Yeah, so. there's also a chance I might be away at the end of the month, so we'll we'll play it by ear. We'll figure it out. Well, yeah. All right. All right. So let's Cancel let's it. get into Cancel Kenobi it. then. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. Let's, that one. let's get into Kenobi. Um, I I feel like people have been really dramatic about this show just to start off with. Where like there's first of all, of course, Kenobi got the Star Wars treatment where it's had its own little kind of uh, one star review brigade, uh, brigade yep. on Rotten Tomatoes. What what exactly was the cause of this one? Do you know? Uh, yeah. So the score of the show was like fine for a while, not super high, not super low. Uh, then there was the uh, Moses Ingram, the actress for Riva, posted an Instagram story of like a bunch of really hateful, racist messages that she got. So the Star Wars account on Twitter, instead of saying nothing like they did for all the prior times this has happened, said, "Hey, don't be racist." And so this turned into the usual uh, thing where a bunch of YouTube channels took that and said, Disney is calling Star Wars fans racist again, and right. took the the statement, which was a response to her showing these messages as an attack on them, which turned into the Rotten Tomato score dropping by like 20% in the space of a day. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see this score beforehand, uh, but mm-hmm. I saw like there was someone who was like, documenting the change as it happened yeah uh so uh, Ron, yeah. Ron tomatoes like they've got to do something about this I, I think they don't because really they've got no reason to no one like, cares it's just about, a shitload like, of yeah. it's just a shitload of traffic for their site um but yeah i, I do think it matters because i think people who might kind of be not know what's going on might see yeah. that the show is getting kind of reviews like that all online might be ratings off. are typically just complete shit depending on like who it's like i i i went to buy an ebook from the google play store Mm -hmm. and it was nice because it was just like 10 ratings on the thing i was buying because nobody brigades the google play store positively or negatively so just Mm -hmm. 10 people saying yeah this was kind of fine three stars yeah Yeah. (laughs) great love it 
Yeah, Amazon's really bad for that too. Like where the reviews mean nothing. Like my wife is very thrifty, so like anything she wants for free that's like under forty bucks or anything she wants yeah. that's under forty bucks, she'll usually get it for free. Because she knows all these websites where you sign up to get the item and leave a review. Yeah. Um, and then you don't actually have to leave a review, or you do, whatever. Um, but, like, all the reviews are bought and paid for. You're supposed to leave a disclaimer. No one does. It doesn't show up anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. it's it, And this is... I, I find this a bit frustrating, too, because... You're right. The narrative was, like, Disney's trying to shield bad reaction yeah, to the show any disney's calling all react all negative reaction to the show racist which is like very clearly not what happened there was a like well documented by moses herself bunch of messages she got so the star wars twitter just put out a pretty innocuous message of like hey don't mm -hmm. don't do this shit and that turned into uh a being presented as this huge attempt by Disney to shut down any criticism of the show. It's like, no, that isn't what that was. Yeah, and, and I, I got that's a great point. I got two things to say about this. For one, anyone who's seriously doubting that this woman is getting death threats, I get death threats. <laughs> yeah, and like, uh, like I nobody watches my stuff compared to like, like I'm a small YouTuber compared to an actual black woman on a show. I get death threats, not often, mind you. Um, but I get death threats. The, the other thing I want to say is that um, I was pretty critical of her performance in episode one. And I've actually came around on it quite a bit. I actually really like her character now, as we'll talk about. But I just find it really strange that never once did I feel like I was being called racist mm -hmm. because of my criticism. Like, I, like, people are like, oh, Disney's calling people who hate the show racist. I was critical about episode one. I was critical about Reva in episode one. I never felt like I was being called racist. I was critical of Kelly Marie Trans Kelly Marie Trans character in episode uh, eight. I didn't like that. I never felt like Disney was calling me racist. And I think if you're going down that route, like I don't know, it, it's obfuscation, and yeah, it's just yeah. This was something that like even before. Uh before anything came out from Moses about the the messages she was receiving, uh, like th there's been a lot of stuff that uh, in the lead up to Kenobi was kind of talking about reception of the prequels and how nice it was to see like uh, Hayden's interviews where he'd talk about how how cool it was to be finally accepted by Star Wars fans and how a lot of the prequel actors now are uh, getting a lot of love that they didn't get a long time ago. And, like, and others like Jake Loiter. I've suffered psychosis yeah. partially because of it's like, yeah and like Ahmed yeah. best received a lot of the same treatment that Moses is getting now but like less access to people without social media and like the I think one of the things that bothered me in seeing Eason the defense of Moses was that a lot of people were trying to peg it to whether or not they liked the character and you shouldn't have to put in a disclaimer about like oh well actually I really liked uh reva or oh i didn't like like it you're the fact that this is unacceptable and shitty behavior should not like how much you like or dislike the performance should not factor into that at all it shouldn't like anyone who likes or dislikes kenobi should be able to see that and say no this is bullshit don't do that none of that mm -hmm. should be allowed here chronically online yeah like that and, uh, like, whenever I'm thinking about these issues and, like, these discussions that people are having, I always put myself 
back in my position of what my life was like before I knew Star Wars YouTube was a thing. Mm-hmm. I go back to when I was a lawyer and I think like, how embarrassed would I be to try to explain to one of my former colleagues what people are spending their lives talking about online? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people are being harassed over a Star Wars show, not even a movie, a show. <laughs> like, it's just, and then like, and then people are harassing each other because they're, they're saying like, relax. It's all yeah. right. It's not a big deal. And there's been like a lot of this lately. Um, like I've seen it all. There's, I feel like kind of some of the stuff's come to a head in both Star Wars and Halo. Like there's a lot of places now where people like, I, it, it's happening a lot for me in the Halo community. I think partially because people are so dis- disgruntled. But, like, once a day, I'll see a bunch of traffic coming to, like, me on Discord or coming to my Twitter or, like, I'll get tagged in something on Reddit. And it's just because, like, people are screenshotting things and then coming to hate on... It's, like, do something better with your time. If you ultimately are not finding fandom and being a part of a community entertaining, just disengage. Just, like, don't. Um, I did that after Episode eight. And it was really nice. Um, and to be honest, if I didn't have to do this for a job, I would probably go back. Like, I, I have my own personal Twitter account. And I looked uh, the other day to see how many people I followed that, like, I interact with daily now. And the only person I followed from the Star Wars community was the Star Wars accountant, Mark Hamill. <laughs> and I would recommend that a lot of you do that. Like, like don't spend too much time in the in the juices yeah the gross gross juices yeah i got i got a so this week i did just a lore video on one of the grand admirals and for the end frame there was a point where i was talking about uh palpatine's death and because like there's how many times can you just show a picture of palpatine i turned it into like a shitty clickbait thumbnail where i just took Mm -hmm. the picture of him going down the shaft and put in uh, like a red arrow pointed at him saying, you'll never guess who fell down the shaft or whatever. And then Civil mm-hmm. War at Lucasfilm, question mark. And <laughs> I got very angry comments about it, about how is like some fence sitter who pretends to uh, to not want to weigh in on Legends versus Canon, uh, not want to take a side, but now I'm making these jokes at people's expense. It's like, oh, so you what you what you're seeing is the idea that I think like I I can enjoy both legends and canon in different places, and have a pro as being just dis- not distinct from the fact that I think whether you like things or not, you just shouldn't be harassing others or being yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. really dislike that part of being online. Yeah, so I I think Discord is is one of the worst things ever created (laughs) um i mean i'm kind of joking but like discord and reddit have in my opinion the two consistently worst communities and i wasn't going to talk about this but um the star wars leaks discord is one that's really really bad and it's kind of like surprising because a lot of people think that a lot of the star wars toxicity comes from the overly negative people and and to be true it, it does um like a lot of you know every, everyone knows that like we were just talking about it, harassment and whatever but um i i've been getting a lot from both halo and star wars kind of about the over positive like the the people who 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 don't like that i'm not positive enough about it um and everyone pro- well a lot of you probably know that uh, i think it was two like last january star wars theory and i had a bit of a disagreement about something online 
it, at the end of the day, it was kind of a, it was kind of um, something. It was, it was, it was just stupid. But I was go- on the Star Wars leak subreddit looking for something, and the uh, the people on there were essentially doxing theory and talking about some really shitty, like just talking about things in his personal life. And I was like, I, I basically just told them like how pathetic it was to like. And and the the rationale for doing it was that, you know, he's in, he's a negative force in the community, or whatever. And I was like, you guys need to, to take a break, and like you guys need to relax, and like to get this obsessed over fandom, whether you like the, the things or don't, is just not healthy. Uh, and I probably called them like rat, rats or something as well. <laughs> um, and I I come back today because I was just curious after you sent me something, I was wondering whether it was from there. And it's just like, it's just no. gotten worse and worse and worse. And like, people just, everyone thinks it's it's kind of like you sent me a thing today about how people are shills and how some people are accused of being shills. It's like, uh, so just, just to clarify, I what I sent was a screenshot of someone calling people shills. I wasn't yeah, 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 sending yeah, a sorry. tirade to Justin about how I think people are shills. Yeah, sorry. Should have, should have clarified with that. Um, <laughs> so it's just like, we're just people like content creators like we're more visible but this is happening to everyone who's like spends too much time online like we do um it's like i like some things i don't like other things cory likes some things star wars theory likes some things yes obviously sometimes people come at things with like ulterior motives but like just relax like if you're spending time thinking about like these communities and stuff this much every day that you're going on and you know being ratty about someone like you need to like I, I say this genuinely you need to stop and evaluate your mental health um and how you're spending your time and like the energy you're putting into the world mm-hmm. yeah all right kenobi yeah kenobi fucking sucks and <laughs> they hired too many minorities no, I'm just oh my god <laughs> no i'm joking um And we were talking about both episodes three and four here for anyone who, because we talked a little bit about episode three last week, like two sentences, Mm -hmm. but we are going to kind of go through both, focusing more on episode four, probably. Yeah. Why don't you start? I just talked a lot. Uh, Yeah. So on the whole, I've been enjoying the show probably more than I expected to. I was kind of like middling on it as a concept. Uh, Mm -hmm. But like, I think the thing that I mostly come to Star Wars for. So I kind of have almost the two opposite extremes that I care about, whereas Star Wars is like this big universe and also Star Wars as the character interactions, Mm -hmm. which means like the middle ground that I care less about is the specific plot of what's going on. So there's been a lot of the, uh, just the exploration of, uh, Obi-Wan and Leia as characters and now getting into more of like Reva and the character motivations there that I've really liked. Uh, and that was something that I wasn't sure what I'd kind of get in, coming into the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, there is like at least one thing in every episode that kind of feels uh, either a little fan filmy on the production side or a line that mm-hmm. just like kind of is jarring and yeah. it's not enough to like ruin it for me, but it does. It does just kind of to stop me in the middle of a scene and be like, "Oh, okay, well, what's going on here?" 
Yeah, no, I I agree completely. Um, and I also will say Kenobi was probably the very very bottom for me in terms of shows I was excited for. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't like the character. I mean, I I love the character and I love Revenge of the Sith. It's just with the Mandalorian and Andor even. You've yeah. got so much freedom to tell stories. With Kenobi, you're kind of limited. Um, and, and yeah, I really like the story beats. I like the overall kind of themes. I like the idea. But for me, the execution has been lacking. And the show, just to me, is feeling like a little bit rushed. Um, even compared to um, the Book of Boba Fett, which I think had some directional issues and maybe kind of some structural issues like that show had some really incredible special effects and aside from like you know there was the chasing that a lot of people didn't like i never felt like the show was less like a lesser visual quality compared to the movies really there were some scenes in fact that were i think really pushing the envelope the luke scene the scene of the ring um kind of the establishing shots around most espa were really impressive and Kenobi on the other hand has had a lot of shots where I agree it just feels like the show either had to undergo some reshoots or didn't have enough time or didn't have the budget allocated to it um and a lot of people have pointed out the Vader scene on Mustafar felt a bit weird I agree some of the lightsaber fights in the dark have felt pretty bad um and the the snow speeder scene I think was pretty egregiously bad in episode four I say egregiously bad. It's still pretty much visually, of visual effects wise, it's pretty much better than most things you'd see on TV. But I actually know, thought a very the, high bar. I thought the the hangar and ship stuff was all like pretty decent, actually. Oh really? Okay. Like my issues visually with the show, uh, with this episode in particular, which is so dark. Like it's always yeah. so dark. It, the some of the prior episodes when they're outside have been better, but. I thought the base was cool overall, but like when I was mm-hmm. even just like going through afterwards, trying to get like a shot without any super massive yeah. spoilers, but kind of hitting it stuff for, Same. Me, for the thumbnail, where it's just like hard. so dark. Uh, and episode so, three was pretty, pretty good for it, but episode yeah. four was except for Vader stuff. There was like because I, I was the same way. I wanted like a nondescript Vader shot for a thumbnail that like that wouldn't be a spoiler, and there's like nothing because it's so dark always. I wanted the Obi-Wan reaction near some of the tanks without showing what's mm-hmm. in the tanks. Mm-hmm. But and I, I think I got a decent one for it, but like he does kind of blur into the background. I know they're they're probably going for something that's like darker thematically for the episode, but it's just something that a lot of media does where mm-hmm. it's everything is really grim dark now. And part of it is that like it's easier to get away with uh with special effects in the dark. That's part of the yes. reason I think that a lot of the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park end up holding up as well as they do. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of too dark when they're attacking to see a lot of stuff. Yep. But, but yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, but for me, there's also been like kind of some bigger, like, I don't know if it's direction or kind of writing or scripting issues with the show. Um, and some of it, if it were just one or two issues, I don't think it would matter. Like Reva kind of just showing up at the end of the tunnel is a bit weird. Um, but like, where for the Vader fight, for example, the choreography, not of the individual fight scenes, which were fine, but the fact that it's a lot of like just Obi-Wan kind of slinking away and then being attacked again and slinking away and being attacked again. And then at the end of this episode, episode four, rather, it's, you know, 
Obi-Wan in, has got like a, basically a cloak around him and Leia. There's all the troopers around him. That and then, part was like, okay, if someone's going to notice that, that's just being... You yeah. can put her in something to make it look like she belongs if they're not going to question the legs or something, but like... Yeah, exactly. Dude hiding it's a, just like, a cloak is... And then, you know, it ends with one of those scenes where the good guys are running around a million stormtroopers, they don't get shot, and just like the, the ship comes in, there's no enemies, it's just like... The scene is not very tight in in a lot of ways. Um, and that's disappointing to me because I was hoping the mini... Like, with a six-episode series and one that is so highly kind of sought after and so, you know, well-loved, that it would be kind of the opposite. Like, maybe even the next level yeah. of closer to movie quality. And, and it's kind of a shame that it slipped the other way. Yeah, like a lot of the specific action in in this episode was kind of getting into a lot of the cliches, the standard cliches, and then, uh, yeah, like I I like the end of the hangar scene when they're sneaking in. That's definitely not not the best. Mm-hmm. It's also a bit weird that like this is the exact same time as Fallen Order, so it's like they've had two motherfuckers swim into their base. <laughs> like in like two months no this is this is years after fallen order it's like five years later oh yeah you're right it's it's closer to fallen order too my bad yeah yeah my bad so they've downgraded their water security after a few years with no jedi incursions Mm -hmm. can you imagine if like in one of the one of the tubes if there'd been no jedi survivor announced and one of the tubes just cal kestis that's his live action debut (laughs) just like uh what's her name the uh the other sister, or the other inqui- What's her name from Fallen Order? Um, Trilla or Trilla yeah, Trilla? yeah, yeah, Trilla just dead there somewhere. Um, yeah, I, I it, it's it it's unfortunate, but I, like the base itself looked cool. Yeah. Just like I, I don't know, I I think they're trying to do too much in six episodes, maybe. Yeah. Um. I, there there are some positives though. I really love the Leia character is so great. Um, yeah. The the actress rather she, like she's, I think the fourth episode was even her strongest where it's just like those scenes where she's being interrogated are really great. Yeah. Um. I, I think Riva is bringing a lot to it, and people are like, oh, she's she's like bombastic and she's like like so <laughs> overblown. Like, that's the point. Yeah. Like, and I like there's she's actually got a lot of subtlety to the character too. Um. Like, but you got to be paying attention. Like when Vader kills that kid in Episode Three, like she looks disgusted. Yeah. Um, and the other Inquisitor is looking at her like, like the fuck's wrong with you? And in this episode, like you can see that she doesn't want to torture Leia. Like, she's like that's not super cash money to her. Yeah. Um, and she's like, she's probably making up for the fact that she feels this way by being so, you know, hyper aggressive, so like yeah. shouty, so dark side. And I don't know, I think that's really good, but yeah, she's got like some some definite anger towards Obi-Wan in particular, but mm. like she's in a lot of other ways overcompensating for not being quite as uh into it as the other inquisitors. Yeah. And obviously having a lot to prove compared to the other inquisitors because of whatever uh whatever negative origin story she has compared to the rest of them. Uh, right. I'm not sure what exactly the... Is that the fifth brother? I think that's the I think fifth so, brother. Yeah. Uh, whatever yeah. he was referring to. Like, it can't just be that uh, she was a, a Jedi youngling because, like, 
The Grand Inquisitor was a yeah, was a Temple Guard. Temple Guard, yeah. So um, I think it. I, I'm kind of thinking her thing might be that she was literally like in the sewers, like yeah, like she didn't willingly turn. I can't remember really the Grand Inquisitor's story. Uh, I mean, I remember from Rebels, like when he is the Temple Guard, but like maybe she was literally like just completely down. Like she didn't willingly join the dark side. She just yeah was forced into it yeah so like i'd be surprised if the series ends and she's still like a aligned with the inquisitors like whatever obviously there's got to be some confrontation between her and obi-wan some sort Mm -hmm. of resolution to whatever her issues with him are in particular because like she's she seems to care much less about finding the other jedi than just like they can bring us to obi-wan which vader is kind of fine with because uh obviously obi-wan would be one of the main ones to get now that they've caught uh jedi master at large coleman kaj but <laughs> yeah yeah so should we talk about that scene yeah yeah kind of interesting uh so uh, for those who haven't seen episode four but are still watching this for whatever reason uh obi-wan obviously stumbles across the uh, the pickling uh jars of jedi and i didn't realize this but if you watch the scene back there are Probably like 30 Jedi in there because there's yeah. a second level with more. Um, so my, my kind of theory, and I think this is one that a lot of people kind of have, is that it's very similar to what we saw in Star Wars Rebels with Luminar and Dooley, where the Inquisitors will basically cart out the dead Jedi to try to get other Jedi out of hiding. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably a combination of that and also just a trophy room. Like So it's kind of similar to that, in, but... Luminaro was in just like uh, almost like a casket with a face mm-hmm. hole in it, yeah. Where she like decrepified because like that was yeah. actually pretty pretty grouty for yeah. Like, that was she was she was like rotted, but yeah. these are all suspended in some kind of liquid and posed. Yeah, like that's the kid true. was posed. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I think they are dead, but they could also be in some kind of stasis for. Yeah. I don't know if they want to interrogate them later. But yeah, that's that's true. So one of them was another of the Jedi Council members, Coleman There's, Kaj. Oh, Coleman Kaj, yeah. Uh, then there was the the Jedi that was like super slow at everything that Ahsoka followed around. I forget his name. Yeah, Terra Sanube. Yeah. Yeah. The tall dog slash rat looking master. Uh, did you recognize any of the other ones? No, I, I'm gonna guess that one of them may have been the wife of the guy that was running the uh, the underground railroad, mm-hmm. um, because there was a lady who looked about his age. So, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing that's possible. Um, but yeah, I I didn't really. Um, there was a guy who looked like he kind of had like almost kind of like dreadlocks, but I'm guessing it wasn't meant to be. Um, what's his name? Uh, because Obi-Wan would have would have mentioned him in particular. Yeah. Um, why am I forgetting his name? I mentioned in the last episode. Quinlan um, Voss? Quinlan Voss. Yeah, there was a guy that kind of looked like Quinlan Voss. Quite a bit like him, actually, but I, I don't think it was intended to be him. Yeah. I was originally thinking Quinlan would show up in this show, but after he was, it wasn't... Like, they didn't show the scene of Obi-Wan reading the name in the opening credits. I was... Like, if you see... Uh, if they do a recap like the first minute recap uh and they show him reading the name that yeah. means he's going to show up if they just show him looking at the wall that he's not that's that's your rule of thumb for supernatural 
uh, recapify. Speaking of, um, I will say our cornhorn theory did take a bit of a hit with episode four because yeah. the IMDb page had it saying that Niche would appear in the episode or did appear. Um, and I don't think I don't think she even appeared in the in the opening kind of flashback. No. So that being I think said, that's just IMDb weirdness. It could have been like a cut thing, and that things move between episodes. Yeah. That being said, making Star Wars did say that that was her name on the call sheet as well. Yeah. Um, so I be- I believe it. Um, did we talk too about kind of the leaks last time, saying that the story may have been changed slightly for a season two? I, obviously, I won't say explicitly um, what uh, the leaks are. No. Okay. So again, making Star Wars, they've been Jason has been really kind of he's had the leaks for the this, this story for a very long time. Um, I've read some of them. I I, I didn't go all the way through, um, but basically, he stated that. The show's been doing so well that they've kind of altered plans and are going for a second season. Now, that does sound like crazy Mike Zero-level conspiracy theory, but yeah. he he is pretty reliable um, when it comes to stuff like this. And he said exactly what would happen, so it's not like, you know, he's not putting his... He didn't say it was 100% going to happen, but it's something that we'll know kind of at the end of this season based on whether it goes plot A or plot, or plot B, so... I'm kind of curious. Um, I mean, just practically, it doesn't seem realistic that you could switch something like that. But I mean, I also felt like aspects of this episode were changed as well. For one, it was really short. Um, and I don't know. It felt to me like there was definitely something missing from the pre-Fortress kind of Inquisitorious section. Yeah. Um, where it felt like there may have been cutscenes. So I don't know. Yeah, they, they get in pretty pretty easily but i was kind of expecting more stuff around the uh kind of the camp they were at too but yeah yeah. Uh, i really like the uh i I, I like the new rebel agent i forget her name but she's she's fun um the one who flew the snow speeder or tala no tala sorry did you get kind of a thing between her and obi-wan like a little bit uh, maybe on her end. I don't think, uh, I don't think it'd yeah. be on Obi-Wan's end. Like, I think if they do explore any kind of Obi-Wan romantic thing, it'd be because he sees, uh, he, like, opens up a little Mandalore book in his, in his pocket and goes from there. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, it, yeah. I think that's I think that's accurate. She was in Game of Thrones, I think, but I can't remember. Yeah, who she, she was one of the Sand Snakes. Oh yeah, okay. She I was, was like, I kn- I know her from somewhere. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I'm, I was thinking of I was thinking of Oprah and Martell. I was like, is that her? Is that his wife or? Yeah, it's one of the sisters. I think the oldest okay. sister. I think she was. I wasn't sure. But if that was also like that ten show. years ago. Yeah, I I've uh, I've watched it. Okay, it's yeah. Have you ever seen something with that? pop culture significance so quickly fall out of like the public no, it consciousness was, that was crazy it was like mm-hmm. people just uh somehow forgot about the game of thrones fleet game of thrones fleet yeah so the uh with everyone hating the ending as much as they did uh there was there was the iron fleet i think it was from the iron islands mm-hmm. and then uh daenerys like nothing really happens with them until they almost fuck up daenerys mm-hmm. and the directors 
did like a an interview thing like oh yeah Daenerys just kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet not <laughs> us Daenerys I got like how many seasons were there seven seven I think eight? I got to no seven two. I got to four I think or I did the first two and I really liked it so I read through all the books um and I was like okay I'm sure the bo- sixth book will be coming soon yeah. so I stopped watching the show and I'm of course still waiting um, you're you're good where you are probably yeah yeah I'm probably gonna stop um the books are really good but they're 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 weird but yeah um have you ever played the Game of Thrones board game you'd probably really like it I I haven't it's it's kind of like a combination of risk and like it, it's it's hard to explain but that's fine if anyone in the chat or anyone who uh, is listening has played the Game of Thrones board game let me know I'm kind of curious. I so I read the books. I can't remember if I read them before the show came out or just after because it was around that time. Mm-hmm. And I remember in university, I there was a friend that I'd known from like grade six to grade twelve, and then I hadn't seen him for a while. He was coming up to Ottawa for Canada Day, and this was like mm-hmm. I think third year of university. So him and his friend stayed at my apartment, and he was talking about how he'd gotten really into Game of Thrones and was like trying to figure out like uh all these theories about it and everything and that was years after i think like no probably just one or two years after the last book had come out and now there's i haven't seen that friend in like 10 years now and there's still still none no other book still not another book still don't know what's up with lady stoneheart i yeah yeah, i i don't think it's going to happen either george r R. martin he's Anyhow. He's too busy writing Elden Ring, so... I thought you were going to say he's too big. <laughs> like, he's old and he's, you know... <laughs> oh, my God. You see yeah, a lot of... You ever hear you see a lot of old people, you see a lot of... Never mind, I'm going to stop. But he anyway. used to act like... Uh, like, five or six years ago, when he was continually still saying, oh, yeah, the end of this year, early next year. It's like the Charlie Fallen Order video... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's like me in the Imperium of Man versus Forerunner video. <laughs> it's coming, I swear. But he was like getting really angry about like all these people saying that I'm gonna die before I write the next book. Very offensive. Like, bro, like come on, come on, it's not. Come on, <laughs> come on. Is it? Is it that unrealistic? You you had a mayo sandwich for lunch. Come on. <laughs> but anyways, uh, how are I'm you not, feeling I'm about not... the the Obi Wan character development here? Because I know a lot of people are. Uh, Oh, why didn't he fight Vader some more? Why didn't he put up a better fight then? But how? What are your thoughts on? I really like it. It's like people are continually having the idea that like not everyone is like like Obi Wan is scared. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people are expecting like Ubermensch twenty four seven. It's like Obi Wan is scared. Obi Wan's suffering PTSD. Obi Wan saw someone who we considered a loved one murder children, and it's low-key kind of his fault like and then left them burning in a lava pit yeah he like he's he's fucked up like he's he he, he's not himself and obviously by the time of a new hope he's much more himself so this is kind of the story of him you know moving from being broken to being back again and like that's how he was at the end of episode three like you can tell the man's you know, he's not in good shape. Same with Yoda, even. Yoda has his spirit broken as well. So I'm totally cool with that. I really love his relationship with Leia. Um, I like when he talks about how he says, she's like, are you my father? And he's like, no. But I, I like. I wish I could say I was. That was a really yeah. good moment. 
And I like when they're holding hands at the end of this one. Um, yeah. Yeah, like in episode three when he's confronting Vader, he's kind of like pushed into action because Vader is trying to lure him out by just murdering people. And yep. it kind of works. But like Obi-Wan isn't in a space where he's like Vader's still been active for the last 10 years. Yeah. Obi-Wan hasn't. He hasn't touched his lightsaber since then, figuratively or literally. And so in that fight, like he's mostly trying to run away and he's only like turning on his lightsaber yeah. for light in certain situations, but also just to like because he has to or he will immediately die. And this is the first time in episode four where we see him like he's still using his lightsaber defensively, like he's still a defensive mm-hmm. Jedi, but yeah. he's like starting to get some confidence back. He's starting to use the force more. And like, it's also like, yeah, he, I think he's come to terms in episode four with the fact that like Luke can make things right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off. And episode, so episode four, I meant like this episode of Kenobi. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Like we start seeing him fight the the stormtroopers, and like he's still really good at stuff once he's kind of back into things. But it will take some time for him to to get there. Like we're we're definitely going to see a lightsaber duel at some point with either Reva, maybe Vader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm less convinced on the Vader rematch i think i I think they got one more coming personally episode six there will probably be something but yeah um Um, yeah yeah it's it the fight with vader reminded me a lot of um episode five there's that one scene where they're like in the tunnel on the way to the big chamber and like luke's got his lightsaber out in front of him and his hand is shaking yeah like vader's like coming to the coming coming to the darkness and luke is like shitting his pants yeah like that's kind of like what obi-wan felt like through a lot of that fight like he's kind of doing the bare minimum and he gets savaged by vader and then he's in the back to tank i i really like all of that again my problem is you know some of the execution was a bit lacking i i would prefer for the show to kind of nail this the themes and the story for what it's worth and yeah. fuck up on the execution um i mean ideally neither but yeah, like it's not just that he's out of practice. It's that, like, it's not like he just took ten years off. He took ten years off because he's like mentally and emotionally destroyed after everything he went through and had to do. And I think yeah. you kind of have to do that because if Obi Wan's in like peak form, Vader's in a machine body, and like Palpatine even acknowledges at the end of Episode Three that Vader, as he is, is probably nowhere near like Anakin Skywalker's maximum potential. He's still really mm-hmm. good. Like he could still wipe the floor with most people. But if he had a straight fight with Obi-Wan or Yoda at their best, yeah. Then Vader probably loses. Yeah, I agree. That's one thing that like Legends was really good about in like the Dark Lord. That Vader is all about how, you know, like he he talks about how he's like like you said a fraction of his potential, and there's been like certain canon sources that have kind of contradicted it, and like to me that's completely missing the point. And like I totally agree. Like he's in this suit, he's angry, he's powerful, but he's not like he's not the he's he's like a brute. He's not the warrior yeah. he once was. That and still all, makes him most, much better than most Jedi, but like yeah. Like, it's good enough to handle his Inquisitors, good enough to handle most of the Order 66 survivors, but not, like, the the top tier of the surviving Jedi, probably. Yeah, because he was... Yeah, exactly. No sword of the Jedi, Jaina Solo. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'd love to see that duel. <laughs> Between Vader and, and Jaina? Yeah. Wouldn't Vader just be worse than Cadus at that point? Kytus? I don't know. Anthony Cadus? I, I don't know, because maybe, like, Luke's Jedi training was just not as, you know... Maybe maybe there was so much like institutional knowledge lost that the Jedi were just of lesser caliber. Yeah. So if we've got Flea in already, can we get Anthony Kiedis as Darth Kiedis? Kiedis? I, I was thinking we get, get him in as like pepper. as like burned Anakin. Like throw <laughs> him. What in... are we going to use Hayden for? Standing in the desert, Anakin. Okay. We got to be getting a flashback at some point, right? Like. I don't know. You think they'd hire Hayden to not have him to not actually have his face in it, other than that one scene? Like, I mean, I, it, it is his face when he's in make, like when he's in the Vader makeup. I like, but he's. I think you would. Okay. Like, I think if they're saying, "Oh, we're gonna have a series where Vader features heavily in it," and they don't get Hayden, I think most people's reaction would still be like, even if they're not gonna show him, "Oh, you should have asked Hayden to do this." And I That's think fair. Hayden's reaction probably would have been, oh, I, that would have been cool to do. So I think either way, whether it's a bigger role, whether there's flashbacks or not, I think you still go with Hayden. So I was told by somebody who worked on Kenobi a long time ago um, that the reason why Hayden Christensen wasn't in The Rise of Skywalker was because his he basically, he basically had a contract with Lucasfilm for a certain amount of like production time and it was one movie or three TV shows and they end up going the three TV show route. Um, now whether that guy's got wrong information or not, like I, he a hundred percent worked for the show. Um, but I think that's kind of interesting. Like I, I kind of wonder what else they could use him in. Um, I, I think yeah. he could appear in Ahsoka maybe. I think you um, probably make that contract, not necessarily knowing what you're going to use him for. Yeah, exactly. But it does sound like he's in Ahsoka. Yeah, like that seems to be. Yeah, and you could put him in. Uh, you could definitely put him in Andor too if you wanted. Yeah, and I do kind of wonder if after Kenobi, which it seems like they did enjoy a lot more than having mm. to deal with the reaction of to the prequels, like whether yeah. they'd be more up for potentially doing more because it seems like that if there is a Kenobi to season two. It's partially because Ewan seems to have a lot of fun. He's, he's, with... Yeah, he seems to be totally into it. And yeah. he is somebody who at times has not seemed totally into it. Yeah. Like, like he's a he's not just a Star Wars actor. Like, he's, he's a well-respected actor who's been in lots of big things. Like, I think if, if he wanted to say Star Wars sucks or if he wanted to, you know, not give it up for the fans or not, like, fake it up for the fans, I, I, I think he would. Like, he would just... Yeah, but he seems well, he, he said very much before, like to him, he doesn't really think about Star Wars or even doing interviews for Kenobi. He was saying like, uh, I after the prequels, I didn't really think about the character. Like mm -hmm. I didn't really, didn't really mm -hmm. stick with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought so, he's been really good though. He's he's yeah. been he's been nailing it. Um, he's def. I definitely like how he's uh. Kind of, he's act, he's a good. I mean, the the casting has been perfect. For, we talked about this, but the the tr kind of the transition between the the two Kenobi's has been great. The last thing that I want to mention is that perhaps the worst Lego set of all time has been yeah. unveiled for the that's the fucking episode terrible. three. Oh I I don't want to get into like uh, too much bombastic hating on stuff, but like that Lego set is just a slab. 
It's a slab it's with really fine minifigs. It's the minifigs. And they're probably going to price it at like 40 bucks at least. I think it's 50 US. Oh my God. I'll see if I can US. pull it up. But yeah, it's it's not good. I mean, to be fair, they didn't have much to work with, but like, no, but you could have then had you don't a... turn that into a set. You make fucking Vader's Fortress Hanger and wait two yes. more episodes. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, you could have had, you know, Showdown at Fortress Inquisitorius, even, and like. Yeah. They don't technically fight, but he was there. So I'll see if I can pull this up. Uh, I've still got the squid. You know what? Will I switch the source? I'm going to turn that back on so you can see the the squibs again from the last glup glup shit. Oh, um, while you're doing that, I was kind of wondering, what were your thoughts on... um, What what were your thoughts on Vader's voice? Uh, I never thought that they'd got... Uh, James Earl Jones to come and record stuff so I always I always assumed it was like a modifier on Hayden mm-hmm. saying the lines but yeah I'm still, still not really a, I'm still not really sure of what's going on because it, it sounds to me like Hayden Christensen's kind of like cadence in the way he's speaking yeah um, and we know they're using some sort of software but yeah. it apparently the same one they used for Luke so it could be like that I think they kind of basically synthesized James Earl Jones's voice like 20 yeah. years ago. <laughs> I, I I always just assumed that would be what it was, but like, yeah, this is the Lego set. It's a gray slab. It's supposed to be of the of the like scene in Episode Three where Obi Wan's about to be lit on fire, but it's it's just it it's not like it, it's a it's slab. Why well, I just don't understand why you make this a Lego set. And it's going to be really annoying because it's like a multi-tiered slab, so it's going to be yeah. like steps one through thirty. You're going to be making the platform. It looks like Final Destination of fucking Super Smash Bros. Look, I'm a person who has spent a lot of their time recently making a giant Lego slab with deck plates. <laughs> yeah. So I can appreciate me some some slab, but this doesn't look like anything at the end of it. It's the floor with a with a slant. Andrew says you're supposed to set it on fire to get the full effect. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the you get the back. There's a there's like a canister. There's just like a crate of fire at the back. Oh, those crystals, I forget what they're called, but I was listening to it with the scribed audio on, and it said the name of them, and they only appeared in Legends so far, so I gotta get on the Wook, the Wook and add that at some point. Nice. Um, speaking of, are we gonna have time for my... I, 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 was, I do have a kind of shorter version of the Glup Shido Appreciation Award. I don't know... Do you, you want to do that this week? Save it. It's, it, it's, pr- it's pretty short. I can probably... I can do it now. Uh, or... Well, we did tell Charlie eight. Did I say no? I think I said eight forty-five for the. Yeah. What did I tell him? What did he schedule it for? Is the bigger question. That's the bigger question. Uh, because we can do a couple emails and glupshito, hopefully. But okay, I'll you know I'll just start. I'll keep it okay. Very very it. short. Okay, I was originally going to do the Tonica sisters, uh, but I decided I would save them for a book. Another book where we have Shady Ducal. I think she's got to appear at some point in the New Jedi Order. Um, she does. You know, she does. She okay. Does. Instead, I thought I would kind of take a different approach and ask the question, or answer the question: Who is the lone Y-wing seen leaving the Battle of Yavin? Because if you go back and watch the scene, there are four ships. There's the Millennium Falcon. There are the two X-Wings, Wedge and Luke, and then there's a Y-Wing. Presumably one of the surviving Y-Wings from Gold Squadron. 
Do you know who that other Y-Wing is, Corey? Jackson. Good guess. Um, if anyone in the chat knows, you, you, can, you can guess. But there's actually a different answer depending on Legends or Canon. So in Canon, the character is uh, Evan Verilane, who is kind of featured in some of the other things. I think most notably... She was in the uh, the Moncala comic arc, I believe, where they're liberating Moncala. Um, but in Star Wars Legends, it's actually Kean Farlander, hmm. um, who I think we'll see a bit. I think we've already seen him once in yeah. the New Jedi Order, but General he'll... Farlander at this point. Yeah, um, but obviously he's most well known from. Uh, he's kind of the main character from Star Wars X Wing, um, so. Yeah, that's. I thought that was interesting, and both canon and legends actually have other characters, or at least legends does. There are other characters who were in the battle um, outside of Red and Gold Squadron because we do know that Red Squadron is almost completely wiped out. Gold Squadron is completely wiped out, except for Kian, which is why he's given the nickname Lucky. At least I assume. Um, but there have been kind of other squadrons mentioned. The I think it's the audio drama actually mentions a blue squadron which was doing like a diversionary attack so that's my little miniature glup shitto for today to save time but very nice yep blue squadron off strafing karita to draw attention away from you <laughs> yeah all right that is oh, one thing i want to know three yeah another cool thing i noticed when doing well I, I noticed this a while ago i made a video on it but i was reminded of it when doing research there's a scene in rogue one where you can see a star destroyer parked inside the death star yeah, it's pretty it's, cool. It's uh, it's good parking there. Yeah. Low rates. Mm -hmm. And like, well, of thank course you, Justin, is. for the for the for the Glupshido of the week. You're welcome. All right. Uh, so yeah, like I said, we have quite a few emails for this week, so we won't be able to get to all of them. Uh, but let's start with. Jacob, who says, something I've noticed in Disney Star Wars is the disappointing aliens. It seems like Kenobi and Mando, every alien species is just a human face painted a different color with minor prosthetics. I always compare to the prequel aliens, or prequels where, while humans were the most prominent, the designs were amazing and so numerous it felt much more alien and otherworldly. I'm not trying to crap on Disney too much here, but I think Lucas, Star Wars had a much stronger world and made them feel much more believable and alien. So what do you think there? Mm, I, don't think I don't think I agree with that necessarily. Mm-hmm. I, I think alien design peaked in A New Hope and has never quite been there. Um, but I, I think, for one, the humanoid aliens are more numerous and look better than they ever have. Yeah. Uh, but I also think that they have done some big, weird aliens. Um, like, there was that weird one in, in uh, Kenobi uh, 2. I forget the name of it, the one that Leia runs under the legs of. Um, There's the yeah. Deleans... Mm -hmm. I mean, but Feline is like the most Star Trek yeah. of Star Wars aliens ever. Yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, this is something we actually talked about a lot with Book of Boba Fett, where I in particular was like really enjoying how many aliens we did get as characters. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think the big difference is uh, there's fewer people just walking around in the shows, fewer extras. So there's less opportunity for background aliens, uh, which can be just they're much easier to make. Because uh, a lot of the aliens that we've had have ended up having some kind of speaking role, mm -hmm. and that alone changes the 
like it makes it so much more difficult to do the prosthetics and to do the special effects because it can't just be like the Duros had in the yeah in the cantina where it just has where to they sit don't still. really hold up and they can't move. Yeah, I agree. I think that the Force Awakens was actually somewhat of a of a high point for aliens. I, I think the big issue in that movie is that they maybe went a little too alien. Um, where yeah. they it would have been nice to have a bit more kind of like some familiar species, even just two or three familiar species to ground us in the universe. But like the Force Awakens has lots of weird creatures and aliens. Um, I remember one of the first things they showed of that movie was the weird. I think this might have been the very first thing we saw of the Force Awakens. There was like a the 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 merchant on on Je uh, Jetta on uh, what's it called Jakku um, with the thing on her back, and it was completely uh, real model and stuff. So yeah, I, I I wouldn't say I disagree. I wouldn't say I agree, but. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, yeah, so thank you for the question, Jacob. The next question comes from... Uh, I'm going to have to skip over some of them, so I'm going to star a few okay. to come back to later in future stuff, because otherwise we'll run over into Park Attack time. Oh, yeah, the mole was good as well. Yeah, uh, Zach Braff's mega truck driver. <laughs> the... <laughs> Yeah, the don't tread on me mole. <laughs> Joking, uh, don't get mad at me. Please don't get mad at me. Seamus says, Today I have a Kenobi-related question. While I've been enjoying the so show so far with some reservations, it has created a difficult question. Well, it's always been somewhat questionable that Bail Organa was not murdered by Palpatine until A New Hope, the show's maybe question has made this question far more difficult, in my opinion. Multiple people in the Empire know that Bail has collaborated with Obi-Wan, so either this information does not reach Vader in Palpatine's ears, which seems suspect, or Palpatine decides to not purge him. Both options seem highly unlikely to me, and I can't see a justifiable reason for Palpatine to not go after Bail. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, this is a bit of an issue. Um, I, I don't think it was as much of an issue as he's suggesting before this show. Uh, the Revenge of the Sith novel, I believe, actually kind of handles this nicely, where Bail's like, I'm going to seem kind of like a dick for the next couple decades. Like I got, I have to, uh, or maybe that was dark Lord. I can't remember. Um, but kind of the, the, what they say in the show is Kenobi worked closely with Bale. So he'll come out of hiding to help Leia. I don't know. I don't so, know if that implies that Bale had a means to contact Kenobi at the whole point, in which case, you know, He's probably running afoul of the Inquisit in the Inquisitors in some respect. What do you think? Uh, I don't think it's quite so big of a problem because uh, most of what's going on with respect to like the Leia kidnapping and that'll draw out Obi Wan was mostly on the Inquisitor side as kind of like the the secret force mm -hmm. police who care yeah. much more about the uh, drawing out Obi Wan than drawing out Bail. Uh, so how much the like the ISB actually knows about what Bale may or may not be able to do uh, with Jedi or what his connection to Jedi may be is kind of I also irrelevant wanna, to that. Yeah, I want to point out something important as well. Bale is killed. Yes. <laughs> like, he, he is, is eventually killed in <laughs> A New Hope. Like, and I'm sure that Tarkin was aware that Bale was on planet. So the key thing is that they don't know that Bale can tell them where Obi-Wan is they think they can use Bale's daughter to lure Obi-Wan out. So, like, mm -hmm. if Bale has a way to contact Obi-Wan, they don't necessarily know that he can bring them to Obi-Wan. At most, they suspect 
that he has a way to talk to Obi-Wan. And they probably know you're not going to be able to, to torture Bale to give over information. It's not going to work for him. There's also the fact that Bale is a senator, and the Senate is still important. He's a very influential senator. Him and Mon Mothma have been critical of Palpatine, and they're still not dead because it's not until episode four that the Senate stops mattering. Because uh, like, there's dialogue in the movie about how the Senate will no longer be a concern, and Leia thinks that her being a senator is going to cover up whatever she's doing. Mm-hmm. And that only stops mattering once the Death Star is done, basically. Then Palpatine dissolves the Senate, like, around the mm-hmm. same time. But before then, like, there's a reason that Mon Mothma hasn't been arrested, Bale hasn't been arrested. Because they, they're not, like, uncritical of Palpatine. They are still out and doing these things. Then Mon Mothma goes into hiding earlier because she's being mm-hmm. a lot more outspoken. Yeah, she's being a bit much. Yeah. She's being a bit much, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny how all that's est- essentially established by, like, one kind of throwaway line that George Lucas probably didn't give a shit about in A New Hope. <laughs> yeah. About, like, the Senate being dissolved. But anyway, let's get on to the next one, see if we can answer one or two more before we gotta go. Uh, for the next question, we'll go with Joel's here asking, do you think we'll get any more of the Path in Jedi Survivor? It's an interesting concept. Also, is there a Legends equivalent to the Path? I don't know about the second one, but I kind of hope so. It, it is an interesting idea. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but I hope so. I think we'll definitely get it mentioned in other works, maybe not in Jedi yeah. Survivor in particular, although, like you mentioned, and I was wrong about this, these this is kind of rubbing up against Jedi Survivor in the timeline, so it's definitely possible. Yeah, it, like it doesn't seem like the, the path is like super solidified yet either. So it, it is possible we get more, more Cal in the path. But okay, so was Corin being moved? No, never mind. No, he wasn't. Cause he he wasn't went to Corellia. Yeah, 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 he went to Corellia. Yeah. Uh, as for legends, we don't get one during the Empire that I'm aware of. Any kind of like network like that. Uh, but there is a sort of equivalent thing during the Yuuzhan Vong War called the River, mm, yeah. uh, when a lot of the galaxy is looking to hand over the Jedi to the Yuuzhan Vong who claim that they'll stop invading if they just hand over the Jedi, which people fall for for some reason. But yeah. Yeah. There's sort of another one during the, uh, kind of the, the legacy era too, isn't there where they they kind of go into hiding. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's like the, the lines in exile stuff. Are they on Ossus? I can't remember where they go, but anyway, Best place to hide is ancient Jedi planets. <laughs> uh, yeah, so for our next one, we'll go to Aaron, who asks, how did Jedi not get force lifted? How did the Jedi prevent their opponents from picking them up or choking them like Vader did to Obi-Wan? They make a shield. Next question. Wizard did it. Yeah. No, they they do. We talked we talk about this before. They essentially put up a force shield to stop each other from you know turning off each other's lightsaber or choking each other or pushing each other. But Vader is just so much more kind of focused and angry and powerful at that point that he just breaks through Obi-Wan's. I think they cover that in Bane. It also takes some time away from focusing on doing the lightsaber fighting. So if you're going to go for that, you kind of got to really commit to it or else you're kind of screwed. That's what they talk about in Bane where like you kind of got to learn your lightsaber fighting so it's automatic so you can focus on force stuff. Um, Bane also thinks it's an RPG, so it, it doesn't necessarily apply everywhere. I feel like, don't they mention that in the Young Jedi Knights too somewhere? But yeah, anyway, let's continue. 
Lord Hosk asks, when Kenobi hmm. was running down the Hall of the Jedi, do you think uh, Mace or Kellerin Beck, Ahmed Best Jedi Master, at 20... Do you think this is Mace or Kellerin Beck at 2017 in the episode after he calls for distraction? So there's a picture that he sent. Let me look. In the email. I don't think that's... Who is that one from? Uh, that is from Lord Hosk. It's the latest one. Okay, let me just take a look. Um, I don't think that'd be Mace, at least. Maybe it's Kellerin, but... Isn't the Ahmed best character from the High Republic era? Uh, Jedi... Is that Jedi Temple run? Yeah. That isn't he from... That's probably true. I don't think that's any particular it's named one. Probably one of the other Black Jedi. <laughs> I don't even know if he, like... He... Yeah, I don't think so. Well, you could tell if it's Mace. Does he have both hands? Yeah, so not Mace. <laughs> we, we can only see one. Doesn't Mace lose both? Does he lose both? I feel like he does because Anakin chop Like, he's holding his lightsaber in two hands and Anakin... Maybe not, though. Hmm. I forget. Because I've never seen Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, me neither. Uh, let's go with Calix, who asks, what's the Star Wars equivalent of G's? Huh? What's oh, the, like it, on, like, G, it's G's. They have G's. G's, yeah. yeah. They've got compensators that help. No, not G's. Sorry, I said it weirdly. Cheese. Oh, cheese. Like I thought milk. you meant, like, no, gravity. Not, okay. Earth, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just cheese. They have milk as well. Just yeah, a lot so of, they have like bantha cheese. For a lot example. of stuff can lactate, and they, that's how they get their cheese. Or yeah. they can get their milk. Humans can lactate, so you can make human cheese if you want it. Yeah, don't. I'm, I'm sure they've definitely had bantha cheese before mentioned. Um, yeah. Bantha <laughs> cheese. Right, while you look at that, our next question is from Jack, who says, Long time yep. listener, I saw you guys had started playing galaxy of heroes and was wondering if you were going to start a guild for tap calf transmissions and maybe maybe also provide lore for some of the characters there's a few that have been added that i don't really know the story of and you guys always provide great content also is commander cody a glup shit oh that's a good question too that is a good question there's blue milk cheese as well i think being named is nearly enough to take you at a glup shit oh but i think yeah okay i the it, it's hard because like i think max rebo is the best example of a glup shit oh yeah something I, I think Commander Cody is a good example too, but for the fact that the Clone Wars exist, like the TV yeah. show, um, like a Glup Shido is not a, like an EU character or a Clone Wars character who's really well loved. Um, it's like a character who's you like an average fan could watch a movie and not even notice, yeah, or not know the name of, like Max Rebo. Yeah, uh, so I, Cody, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Cody's like one step above a uh, of a Glup Shido. Yeah. And also, one thing I want to mention, too. The fact that Star Wars fans, that a glup shit is a thing, is not inherently bad. Like, I, I think it's, if anything, like, a compliment to how much Star Wars fans love their things, and we get excited about stuff like that. I, I don't think it's an inherently negative thing. No. Uh, as for a guild, we have no plans to start a guild right now. If people want to, like, put one together, then maybe we could... If it's sick, though, it's got to be sick. Like, so I'm... here's the thing. Justin's not going to join it because he's looking for a bunch of, like, a whole whale pod to join, not just any guild. So he's looking for a bunch of, like, big spenders to carry him, and he he just wouldn't join the yeah. Tap Calf one. Cause... No, I would. If it had a 
galactic power high enough. Okay, so listeners, you've got to earn Justin's love by <laughs> by grinding in Galaxy of Heroes. Yeah, I just I don't know how much I'm going to play, and I don't want to have a reason to play it too much. So I probably wouldn't want to set it That's up fair. myself. Yeah, like, I would. I, I would want to. I also don't know how to. So like, yeah, th- there's that factor as well. Yeah, it'd end up like a. I think. Did we start a tour guild? No, that must have been. Golan Bane and me, but yeah, it, Tor was it, a it fun experience. Tor was a fun experience because I had like thirty people following me around and giving me mounts and stuff. Yeah, but I just don't like the game. <laughs> kind of important if you're gonna spend time playing it. Yeah. Uh, Has Charlie been joining you, by the way, to play it? Yeah, he joined on uh, yesterday's, and then when I come back, he's gonna be a regular fixture of Tor. Nice. So we've replaced you with Slevered. That's okay. Right, we good, have good person. A, a couple other questions that we'll probably answer with next week's episode about uh, Agents of Chaos, Jedi Eclipse. I think it's called Jedi Eclipse. Yeah, I think you're right. I all the all the NJO stuff that has. Like, Yo, there was no trial in the last book. What the fuck? Yeah, you were getting your your legal chops already, looking for a yeah a sequel to the Corin trial. And yeah, Kratos trap or Tycho. Well, it could have even been yeah Tycho. It could have even been Corin this time. That's what I was thinking. But at least a trial of public opinion. Public wait, opinion. we're I can't tell anymore if this is just a joke or if you were legitimately expecting a trial. No, I wasn't actually expecting a trial, but I thought there might kind of be more focus on Corin's like. People not liking Corn. I have bad news for you. Corn is basically gone until Anakin's almost dead. Actually, no. I think uh, that that's a lie. Edge well, no. Of victory. I, I, I he's know he's. But I I I just remember at some point they like Corn is kind of a. I, I thought there was a point in the series where Corn's actions were really contentious and that got a lot of discussion. But he's like gone, and the Jedi are starting to get a lot of negative press. And I thought that yeah. was. This most recent book, but that is that is coming. But Corin's okay. not there to discuss it. When it yeah, I, I figured he'd kind of he because he just kind of fucks off. Michael yeah. Stackpole's like, you're not writing him. You're not. No, no one's touching my character. <laughs> this is my OC. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Stackpole's been really excited on Twitter. It's been really it's been kind of cute to see yeah. about the Corin stuff. Yeah, we should uh, we should get him on for Kenobi episode six, the Corin reveal party. Yep. We should. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first, folks. Michael Stackpole, guaranteed guest on Tap Calf Transmissions in two weeks. Uh, He's going to be ranking how hot he imagined the aliens while writing them. <laughs> we will make him do that. No one would ever want to talk to us if they listen to this podcast. I'm pretty sure not only would no one want to talk to us, Lucasfilm would prohibit other authors from coming on the podcast. <laughs> There's so many podcasts that they go on. So why was it again? I don't know if it was Michael Stack. But why was it again? You made uh, Tahiri try to give uh, Ben Skywalker right, a handjob. If, if Troy Dennings on the podcast, we got a lot of questions to ask him because there, there's some How suspect old is he stuff. Again? From... Uh, Forty AB. Oh, oh, 15. Okay, and Tahiri was okay. Twenty five. Gotcha. If you had to give a ballpark figure, how many times did Jaina have sex with a bug? It wasn't really times. It was kind of one long thing. <laughs> one continuous. Bug fucking. All right. Anyways, with that out of the way, that is going to do it for tonight's episode of Tap Calf Transmissions. In 15 minutes, 
we will be playing some Park Attack, which is a multiplayer uh, roller, post- roller, poster? roller coaster tycoon type game. So that'll be me, Eck, and Charlie over on youtube.com slash x2, as well as twitch.tv slash loses. So enjoy that. Until next week, again, I will let you know on either Twitter or if you don't see the podcast scheduled, uh, if we have to skip it, because I will be away technically, but I'll, I'll still try. I'll do my best for all of you to show up and talk some Agents of Chaos heroes chaos of jedi you sound like an agent of chaos not being able to decide whether you're doing the episode or not (sighs) look i i've decided i'm doing it i just don't trust my sister's internet okay 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 all right goodbye everybody bye